Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Maggie Glio. Nine days left until college basketball season begins. Yeah, nine days left. Obviously, single digits now. It's it's getting closer. I'm so excited. Indeed, indeed. And uh, back with another episode today. Uh, last episode was really good. The A10 talked about it a lot, but uh, very excited for that conference. But um, the first of the Power Five conferences is here. This one is obviously the ACC, as you could probably expect, because we go in alphabetical order. But um, yeah, the ACC, man, obviously terrific run last year for them. They uh, they snuck in five teams into the tournament. And as you probably know, one of these teams went all the way to the finals and lost on a very heartbreaking loss. Obviously, that was North Carolina. But um, yeah, obviously, uh, Duke made it to the... Final four, sorry. They played UNC in the final four, so that's two ACC teams. Miami also made it to the Sweet 16. And then who else was in here? Virginia Tech uh, lost in the first round. And Notre Dame Dame. lost in the second round. And those were the five. So uh, looking to top that. But, um, yeah, ACC basketball looks to be back after a lot of people kind of put them on a down year this past season. Yeah, definitely a down year for the ACC this year. Or last year, sorry. Uh, this year looks looks probably going to be in the same neighborhood, five or six. I'd I'd say uh, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Is that a is that a down year though? Five or six? Would you consider that a down year for the ACC? I mean, yeah, I typically think they get seven or eight, maybe even nine. Like rarely, then. But no. like that was before the Big Ten became like all ten bids. Like it That's used to be the ACC's conference to get those type of bids, you know. That's fair. That's fair. But um, yeah, back with another episode. Obviously, nine days left. Could not be more excited. So yeah, without further ado, uh, let us get started with your player of the year. Yeah, my player of the year, uh, Mr. Armando Baycott, preseason All-American, obviously. 16 points, 13 rebounds, one and a half assists, two blocks, one steal. Uh, huge impact uh, in their run all the way to the national championship, obviously. Uh, played with for the most part, with a banged up ankle as well. And uh, obviously you saw the clip of the national championship when his ankle got banged up with the little tile. Uh, I, I don't know what happened there. I honestly, I don't know. We'll, we'll, that's for another day uh, talk about. But Armando Baycott, I think, uh, clearly best player in this conference. Preseason All-American for a reason. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, definitely the consensus pick here, uh, as he should be. Um Kind of surprised he didn't win it last year. I thought he had a very good chance to. Uh, Alondis Williams won last year. For those of you who do not know, Wake Forest, he is gone now, though. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Isaiah Wong out of Miami as my runner-up. Uh, backup runner-up, I'll go with uh, Traquavion Smith. Uh, Traquavion Smith, yes, I get that right. Um, for NC State is my runner-up runner-up, but uh, my runner-up right now is Isaiah Wong, Miami. Uh, very good season for him. He averaged 15 and a half points per game, four and a half rebounds, two assists, and a steal per game. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Wong, one of the key pieces to the Miami success. Uh, very underrated team, and uh, I don't think anyone expected them to get all the way to the uh, Elite Eight. Um, yeah, because they lost to Kansas in the Elite Eight game. But, um, yeah, I don't think anyone expected that for them. And, um, yeah, we'll see what he can do with a different-looking Miami team this upcoming season. Yeah, and uh... – my dark horse, I got Syracuse here. 
obviously Syracuse, obviously a very well-known program, Jim Beheim, 78 years old now. Am I correct? I'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, obviously another solid team once again. Uh, for the first time, it seems like in forever, they, they missed the tournament last year. Did they miss the tournament last year? They yeah. did. Uh, normally they'd like normally like they always sneak in. Normally they'd sneak in. You're correct. They'd be one of the last teams in. Um, but um Joe Gerard the third, he's back for uh his final hurrah. He's been out in this program for a long, long time. Uh he's an elite scorer, probably one of the, the program greats at this point. And uh yeah, to support him, they have a lot of good options as well. Benny Williams coming in, former five star. Samir Torrance and uh, Jesse Edwards down low. Obviously, uh, it's a very good team. Jim Beheim, obviously, the real king of zones, but still shout out Ron Hunter. Uh, Syracuse opens the season up. Uh, one of their first, their, one of their first games is against Bryant. I'm excited to watch that game. I think they'll lose that game, honestly. They could, you never know. But um, yeah, crazy stat here. Um, this is the first time in Jim Beheim's coaching career at Syracuse that they did not make it to a NCAA or NIT tournament. Um, obviously, two ineligible seasons in 2014-15 season and then the 1992-93 season. Obviously, don't know too much about the 92-93 season, but uh, we do remember the 15-16, or excuse me, 14-15 season where they were ineligible for the tournament. And obviously, 1920, when there was a COVID year, uh, they probably would have made it considering they were tied for sixth in the ACC. But regardless, first year in his coaching career, they did not get a NIT or March Madness bid, which is kind of bizarre, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, my dark horse, um, I've been sticking with the um, low-tier dark horse trend. I guess I'll stick with it again. I'm going to go with Pitt as my low-tier dark horse. I know it could be a surprise to some of you, but um, Pitt looking pretty good this upcoming season. Uh, do lose a couple of key pieces, but um, one of the pieces that – is coming back is Mr. John Hewley, uh, big man from Pitt. He's an absolute beast for this team, and he's going to do some very big stuff. And uh, some pretty good transfers coming in. Uh, first off, Jamarius Burton is back, which is huge, as well as uh, Mike Sabandi is back. He missed last year with an injury, and he is back, which is huge. Uh, a couple of key pieces coming in. Nelly Cummings is obviously the big guy. He's his sixth year, uh, obviously coming over from Colgate, which is huge. Obviously don't know the story about Dior Johnson just yet. At the moment, I'd say he's probably not going to play this year, but, I mean, you never know. We've seen crazier things happen. And then uh, key guys to look out for as well, uh, Iowa State transfer Blake Hinson, Hinston. Uh, he hasn't played in a while, it seems. And uh, Jorge and Guillermo Diaz-Graham, two other guys coming in as well. So uh, we'll see what they can do. Pitt, I got him as a low tier dark horse. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, speaking of Pitt, I have them here at number – 15 in the rankings. Mm. You mentioned them uh, a lot. Um, I don't know. I have them at 15. I think Jeff Chapel, he's in the, the hot seat. Uh, coming in from Duke, obviously, he was supposed to do huge things here and obviously has not produced whatsoever. Um, obviously, the team not looking too bad whatsoever. Obviously, uh, you mentioned everybody of significance. They also uh, brought in the Graham brothers from Spain who uh, via IMG Academy as well, both top 150 guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, this ACC is a, it's a monster. I think 
looking at this team, I think they they finish. I ain't gonna lie, I think they finish middle of the pack in the Pac-12, but I think I think they're last in the ACC. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not a bad take, honestly. But um, I got a different last place team. Pitt actually finished uh, third to last. Well, it was a three-way tie for eleventh uh, place. So. I mean, they did all right. They lost in the first round to BC. Uh, BC went on a little run themselves, if you do recall. Uh, took down Wake Forest. There's a lot of upsets in that ACC conference tournament. My number 14, 15 team, sorry. I got Georgia Tech here. Um, I know this is one of your, well, it used to be one of your favorite teams. I don't know if it still is because your guy, Mike DeVoe, is gone now, as well as Jordan Usher. And uh, for those of you that are counting stats, that's 32 points per game lost, 11 rebounds, and six assists. That's a lot of production for your two best players on your team. So where do they go? Uh, they did bring in a couple of good transfers. Lance Terry from Gardner-Webb comes in, and then Javon Franklin from South Alabama comes in. That's pretty much it. Uh, really just looking for some other guys to step up for this team. And um, shout out to their coach. I, I don't remember his name. Ah, What's his name? Josh Pastner. Pastor, that's right. Shout out Josh Pastner, obviously most notably known for the face shield, if you do remember that. But um, at least that's how I remember him personally. But, um, yeah, I got Georgia Tech here at number 15, unfortunately. Yeah, I have number 14, obviously. Uh, obviously had a nationally ranked recruiting class last year. So they have a lot returning uh, in terms of very good high school talent. Um, Debo Coleman, one of them, and another one, obviously, uh, oh, looking at the roster right now, Miles Kelly, uh, both top 50 recruits uh, coming out of high school. Uh, struggled last year as freshman. And also Davion Smith coming back after one starter uh, returning. Also Rodney Howard, the big man. Uh, I think I think they're going to struggle this year. Uh, I'm going to 14. Yeah, and my 14 team, I'm going to go with Louisville here. Um, yeah, I mean, this team, not too, too much coming back, to be honest. The best uh, returner, I'd say, is probably L. Ellis coming back, which is a good get, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, but this team definitely looking to rebuild at least this first year. Obviously, new head coach Kenny Payne comes in. Um, a lot of good transfer, a lot of good, excuse me, a lot of good recruits come in. Uh, very key transfer here. Uh, you're probably familiar with this. Tennessee transfer, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is here now, uh, which is kind of a, a surprise to me, but I think he will get uh, immediate impact and production right away for this Louisville team. Uh, obviously, didn't do the best last year, finished in that 11th place race and did. They did win their first round game, but did lose to Virginia in a very close one in that second round game. So, um, yeah, this I should probably mention this. The conference tournament, similar to the A-10, where the first four seeds get buys and then uh, they play their way into the field. Uh, I kind of like that format personally the best. Um, I just think it makes the most sense. But, um, yeah, with that being said, I do have Louisville or Louisville. I don't know how you say it. That's, that's probably the most controversial name pronunciation uh what what do you look at me what are you doing that for it's louisville i've I've heard people say louisville i've heard people from louisville say louisville so i don't know we we have people that go we have people that go there so we might have to ask but uh i I do have them at 14 all right i have them at 13 obviously looking at their team uh not so not so good honestly uh i might do a mid-episode switch and, and flip them at uh, 15, looking at the roster, but uh, it is what it is now. Brentley, 
Brandon Huntley Adfield, still surprised he transferred out of Tennessee, but I wish him well. He's the only name besides LLS that I'm very familiar with on this roster. Same with Hersey Miller, who was a walk-on on this program. Uh, but everyone else. Oh, he walked on? Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah we, talked, we talked about him, right? We talked, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I forgot he walked on. That's still yeah. bizarre to me. I don't yeah. know how he walked. Looking at, looking at their rosters, it's 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 very different from a Louisville roster. Obviously, Kenny Payne. I think he's going to do great things there as a uh, Louisville alum. And Danny Manning's the associate head coach. Got to see him back in the coaching gig after watching him on ESPN for the past couple of years. It was it was it was fun watching him at ESPN. I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, they're in the running for DJ Wagner. Them in it's them versus Kentucky. Uh, for next year, he's going to commit real soon. I'm excited to see where he commits to because yeah. that is an extremely close oh, race. Uh, but uh, yeah, Louisville are 13 for this year. Maybe next year with Wagner, they will they'll they'll climb up. But this year, they're at 13. Oh, they'll easily climb up, climb up big at Wagner. Uh, very big running for them, and uh, I think that flips around the whole program because uh, obviously this team very historic. Obviously with Rick Pitino about what a decade ago now or a little bit less than that but um haven't done too too much since then to be honest uh last year looking at the stats they had an all right season actually they finished they actually oh they almost made the tournament last year they were eight and five in conference play um they're pretty well but um i honestly can't remember the last time i've seen that this team in the conference in the march madness tournament i feel like it's been a long time but I guess it's only been 2018, 2019. Um, so I don't know. But uh, they've definitely been in a slump. That's one thing for certain. So I'll move now to my dark horse, Pitt at 13. Obviously, I said that before the episode, you are sleeping on Pitt. I think you are. Low tier dark horse for me. I don't expect them to go crazy and uh, make a deep run to the ACC conference tournament. I don't expect that at all. But I expect them to have a chance to steal some games and uh, do some good stuff this year. Um, like I talked about, six wins on the season last year, some pretty gutsy performances from Pitt. I know that their net rating was the worst in the conference, uh, but I still think this Pitt team's uh, going to be pretty good this year. So I won't talk about them too, too much because I already did. But, uh, yeah, I got Pitt here at 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 12, I have BC here, my hometown team, obviously. I, I really want this team to succeed, man. And uh, Earl Grant looks like he's doing a, his, his work already. Has a nationally ranked recruiting class coming in that by a couple of four stars. He's got the Langford brothers uh, returning, both Makai and uh, Damar, uh, both their leading scorers. And uh, four starters coming back as well. No, all five actually looking at their roster. Um, so I'm excited for this year for BC. Unfortunately, I still have him at 12 because, like I said, it's the ACC. If it was a Pac-12, they'd be probably a top six, seven team, but it's the ACC, so they're at number 12. Yeah, I mean, BC's not bad, honestly, looking at them on paper. You got the three guys coming back. You talked about the Langford brothers, Damar and Makai. And then you got uh, Jaden Zachary. I think he's due for a very big season. Uh, he was a freshman last year, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he had a very good season last year. And um, I know they lost a couple of guys. Um, Beckerstaff's gone. Quentin Post was a key player for this team. He was gone. And uh, Brevin Galloway. He's still there. He's still there. What? You're not looking at the roster? He's there. No. He's there? Oh, wow. He's a junior. Oh, I thought he was gone for some reason. I don't know. Is Beckerstaff? Beckerstaff's gone though, right? No, he's he's, he's technically a third-year sophomore, but yeah. 
I mean, they're both returning. That's why I said. Oh, they're returning. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, they are returning. Um, yeah, Baker Step actually led the team in rebounds the game last year. So um, he's going to be key once again. Sorry. I, I, yeah, this is returning. I don't know what I was reading. But um, regardless, I do think BC, they have a chance to do some good stuff. Uh, like I talked about uh, in conference tournament play, they took down Wake Forest, who was the five seed last year in the conference tournament, which was a surprising win. And uh, remember, they almost beat Miami, too. That's correct. They almost beat Miami. They lost to Miami by one. Um, uh, I don't remember exactly what happened because I remember the Virginia Tech game perfectly against Clemson. I remember that one perfectly, but I don't remember the uh, BC-Miami game, but uh, they only lost by uh, two. So something must have went right for them. OT game. I'm sorry, OT. Uh, I don't remember this game, to be honest, but um, BC has a good team, and um, I think they're going to do some good stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Number 11, I have your your school, the Clemson Tigers here. Uh, not, not not a bad team once again. P.J. Hall leading the way. Definitely all-conference player. Uh, your coach, obviously, Brad Brumwell. He's probably in the hot seat by now. Uh, I know you have them probably around this area as well, so I'll let you do the talking for your own school. Yes. I'm going to do a mid-episode switch because it's my school. So <laughs> if you want, but I'm doing it. Uh, my number 11 team now is NC State. Um, I think NC State's pretty good this year. And um, obviously, as you know, uh, they do lose Manny Bates, uh, which is a big loss. Don't get me wrong. But Sarkavion uh, Smith coming back, uh, he's definitely an all-commerce player. Um, uh, did he win um, freshman of the year last year? Yes, he did. Yeah, he, I think he did. And, uh, yeah, he was an absolute bucket. Um, he was on the set out. No, oh, no, he wasn't. He didn't make an all-conference team, which I'm surprised. Because, obviously, uh, preseason of all, he was preseason all-conference this 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 preseason. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. But I thought he might have made one last year. But I forgot, obviously, Darren Sebron was here as well. But he is gone. So, it's pretty much the Dracovion Smith show. Uh, a couple of good transfers that they did bring in. Uh, DJ Burns comes in from Winthrop. Uh, very good get. And uh, Jarkel Joyner, I believe, is also into this team from Ole Miss. Another very good get. And I think that's it. Oh, Jack Clark as well comes in. And then a couple of guys from overseas, which could maybe make some impact. Obviously, don't know too much about them. But I think NC State is a solid team. And uh, last year, obviously, finished last in the conference with just, well, how many wins did they get? Four wins. So, it was just by a sliver, but um, yeah, I think this team is going to definitely take some upside this year. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have them at number 10. Kevin Keats, obviously, his seat is pretty, pretty hot, I'd say. Uh, he's, I think he's a very good coach. Uh, just hasn't, has been unlucky this past couple of years. Obviously, Smith was a projected late first rounder this past season, decided uh, to return. I think he's definitely a lottery pick for next season. And uh, obviously, piece they have not too bad whatsoever. DJ Burns was the big South player of the year last year. Very good, skilled big man. And Jarkel Joyner, another very good role player. I think this is, uh, yeah, this is, I have them at number 10. Agreed. And for number 10, I'm going to put Clemson here at number 10. Obviously, shout out Clemson. It's my team. Uh, it's kind of funny because you're the first, Brian's the first conference we do, and Clemson's one of the last ones we do. It's kind of funny how it works that way now because Brian was in the middle of the pack, and then now they're the first. So it's been a while since we covered one of our schools. I mean, there's only two out of 359, which would make sense. But, um, yeah, man, obviously I know this team 
probably like the back of my hand at this point. Very excited to go to these games because uh, I think they're going to have a good team. Uh, the real question mark here is injuries. Um, obviously, I saw it all last year, a ton of injuries with this team. P.J. Hall, obviously, offseason surgery on his knee. He's going to be out for a little bit, which is unfortunate because he's an all-commerce player when he plays. He was averaging 15 and a half and six, uh, which is phenomenal. I mean, he was a best player on the court, no doubt, for us. And um, a couple of key guys coming back as well. Hunter Tyson, uh, he's back from injury. When he played, he's an absolute beast. And then um, there's a lot of under-the-radar guys you need to watch out for. Um, I'm not going to spoil my whole team's roster because uh, I don't want to – if any of the scouts are looking at this, I don't want them to know what's going on. But um, Beetle. What? It's Beetle. He's, he's one of them. Josh Beetle, obviously, redshirted last year. Fine, uh, fine. I'll give out it. I'll give out everything. Why not? Uh, Brevin Galloway comes in from BC. Uh, he absolutely torched us when uh, I watched that game when BC came here to play us. And then uh, obviously Alex Hemingway, another sharpshooter. And then uh, I'm very excited for the Hunter brothers. Chance Hunter was a phenomenal player last year, and Dylan Hunter, the four-star freshman, comes in as well. I think that we have a good squad this year. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think Coach Brad Brunel's seat is getting a little bit warm. Obviously. They've made it to the tournament, it seems, the past couple of years, uh, most notably two years ago when they lost to Rutgers in that first round game. But um, I think they got a good squad. And uh, as we saw last year, they can steal games. And uh, they lost to Virginia Tech on that heartbreaker. And what did Virginia Tech go on doing? Well, they went on to win the whole ACC conference tournament. So anything's possible. So I'm going to put Clemson at 10 with the upside, hopefully, of maybe winning this thing. Mm-hmm. And number nine, I have Wake here. Uh, Steve Forbes has done a terrific job here, getting them to the tournament in year two. And uh, looking at the roster, I think I only see one star return, that is Davian uh, Williamson. And uh, they did reload Tyree Appleby from Florida, comes in. And uh, MAAC freshman of the year, Jao Ituka from Marist. Freshman of the year or freshman team? Freshman team. Okay, you said freshman of the year. Did I? Yeah, yeah, no, rookie of the year. He was the rookie of the year. Who? Jao. Jao Ituka. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Rookie of the year was Bancaro. No, M-A-A-C. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I heard it. No, of course he's not going to be ACC. He played at Marist last year. Hey, hey, you said M-A-C-C. I only heard ACC. I'm sorry. I bet. <laughs> no, it is what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Really, Steve Forbes, he's a he's a terrific coach. Oh, yes. not, not, no doubts about that. I, I have uh, full trust in Steve Forbes, obviously. Uh Special assistant to the good seeing uh, former ETSU coach Jason Shea. Uh, he's now the special assistant to the head coach. Still very messed up why uh, ETSU forced him out, but it is what it is. Uh, I think I think he's making more money at this job anyways. <laughs> but uh, wake at number nine, I can definitely see them climbing up and becoming a tournament team. Right now I have them in the NIT, though. Yeah, definitely agree. And uh, another team that I have right now in the NIT, Syracuse at number nine for me. Um, Syracuse, man, obviously lost a ton. Uh, Mr. Buddy Beheim is gone. And uh, Junie is gone as well. And uh, obviously one of the biggest guys that is gone, Cole Swider, who was a very big addition. And uh, he's been hooping. Shout out to him. Uh, I don't know if he got a roster spot in the Lakers or not, but 
I saw him preseason was balling, so shout out to him. Uh, but yeah, the two big guys coming back, uh, Joe Girard comes back and uh, Jesse Edwards. They need a big season from Jesse Edwards because uh, he he did all right last year, but I think he's due for a very big year now in line. Uh, Judah Mintz coming in, uh, he's going to be pretty good. And um, it really just depends on what Joe Girard can do because uh, the whole offense is probably going to rely around him. Uh, I mean, I, I assume it should because he's an absolute beast and uh, he's a very good three-point shooter, very streaky as well. But um, if he can get going, I think Syracuse has a chance to steal some games. Didn't do the greatest last year, we already talked about. I don't know if I uh, followed up your Bayheim question. He's 77, turning 78 next month. So um, he's he's getting up there, man. Not too many years left for him. But, I mean, you never know. He could he could coach till he's 90. So we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, Syracuse, obviously, demolished Florida State in that first-round game. Or first-round game for them, I should say. Then lost to Duke in a close one. But, um, yeah, that was the game Buddy Beheim got uh, ejected, if you do remember that. But, um, yeah, I think Syracuse will be all right. They can steal some games in this conference without a doubt. So uh, I got them here at number nine. Yeah, I'm number eight, covered them in my dark horse. Uh, nothing else to add from uh, you, your your uh, recap of them, your outlook. But, um, obviously, honestly, I think they're an NIT team. But, hey, who knows? They always sneak into the tournament. Why not again this year? <laughs> Yeah, why not? And uh, flip-flop here. I do Wake Forest here, number eight. Uh, Wake Forest, man, uh, really good season last year. Very impressed with them. Uh, as you know, uh, Alonis Williams is gone. And uh, Jake LaRivia, he's been falling for Memphis over there. So shout out to him. Uh, I believe he had 21 points or no, 14 points, I believe, last game. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to him. But uh, for Wake this upcoming season, they'll, they'll be all right, I think. Uh, they got Tyree Appleby coming in who you talked about. Uh, Jao Ituka, who we talked about, obviously marriage transfer. Uh, how could I not forget that he's the MAAC rookie of the year? Uh, thank you for clarifying. And then uh, Davian Williamson's back as well. Another key transfer here, Andrew Carr, uh, coming over from Delaware. I think he's going to be a very big get uh, that will help them right along the lines of things. But, um, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't discredit Steve Forbes enough. I think he's done a phenomenal job, and uh, that's why he was the coach of the year last year for this conference. He's done, a, he's done an amazing job, and I'm very impressed with the quick turnaround and I expect them to have a good chance at cracking the Mark Mathis Herman once again. And, um, well, yeah, they didn't make it last year, but uh, they were really damn close. So uh, I think they're right on the edge looking to maybe get over it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I got them here number eight, uh, trying to crack that for now. Mm-hmm. And number seven, another team that should bounce back is Florida State. Obviously, Leonard Hamilton, a terrific coach. Most of the team returns, and man, they probably have one of the best group of big men uh, you could probably have. Obviously, Jalen Ganey uh, from Brown, obviously one of the premier defenders in the Ivy League, and probably the nation as well. He's a terrific defender. Nakeem uh, McLeod, obviously a 7-4 center, and uh, obviously news that just came out today, uh, freshman Baba Miller, he suspended 16 games. I know you saw that as well. One of the arguably the top international prospect um, got suspended for uh, I think I think Real Madrid paid it paid him uh, to fly out to Spain and back to Florida State. Uh, but yeah, that's that shows how good he was. He had a contract offer from uh, Real Madrid, and he chose Florida State and Leonard Hamilton over it. And obviously, Leonard Hamilton loves his depth. And obviously, Caleb Mills returns. They got Darren Green Jr. from UCF, who's an absolute sniper. And uh, this is a team that, that could very well make the tournament. 
Definitely agree. And uh, I think they're really good. I got them one spot higher. Uh, I have Virginia Tech here at number seven. Uh, VT, man, as you know, won the whole thing last year, which was a very pleasant surprise. Obviously, they were the seventh seed. And uh, look, back-to-back -back conferences, I have the reigning champ finishing at the same spot, which is kind of funny. I had Richmond at six. They won the conference tournament at six. Virginia Tech at seven. They won the conference tournament at number seven. And uh, what a phenomenal run it was for them last year. Took down some of the best teams in college basketball. They took down Duke and UNC and Notre Dame, um, which is three of the probably better teams in the nation last year. Notre Dame's a little bit of a stretch, but, uh, I mean, they did. They went pretty far, so shout out to them. But, um, yeah, VT, man, they do lose their top three options, essentially, Storm Murphy, Key Luma, and Naheem Aline, two, uh, three very big losses, I should say. But uh, Justin Mutz comes back, which is going to be a very big piece to the success if they can get it done. But um, obviously two of the biggest guys coming in, Grant Basile comes in from Wright State uh, and Malijo Potat, I believe that's how you say his name. Uh, he comes in from Rice, which will be a very big get as well. A couple other guys under the radar that come in as well, but um, Hunter Calhoun's back, which is another big piece. And, um, it's been, it's been speculated breakout season might be coming for Darius Maddox, who uh, definitely helped off the bench, but he's looking to try and fill in the starting lineup role. That's just what I've heard, at least. So we'll see what happens with them. But for VT right now, I think they're on the outside looking in. I have them at seven. Yeah, me uh, same as me. I think they're, they're probably one of the last teams out or first teams out, last teams in, in my opinion. But this was a team that was third in the in the country last year in three-point shooting percentage behind South Dakota State and Colgate, obviously. Uh, typical of a Mike Young-led team. Obviously, you saw what he did at Walford. Those teams were, were elite from three-point land. And I think they will be once again this year. Um, you covered it all. We're running out of time on this meeting, so. Really? Yeah, we Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't see that. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Wow. Yeah, time flies when uh, you got 15 conferences. But, um, yeah, or 15 teams on conferences. But, yeah, number six, I got Florida State. You kind of talked about it all, but um, a couple key pieces that are gone. Uh, Jalen Worley, I should say. Uh, he, he's out for the season. Or is he out for the season, or is he out for indefinite time? Indefinite. Indefinite. So that's going to be a big loss down the line of things. But a um, couple of key guys come back. Matthew Cleveland, I think he's due for a very big season. And then Caleb Mills comes back as well. Darren Green Jr. comes in from UCF and Brown transfer uh, Jalen Ganey comes in as well. Um, so they got a couple of key pieces that do come into this program. Obviously, Bubba Miller's gone, which is a big loss, but uh, I do think uh, Mr. Uh, oh my goodness, Leonard Hamilton. I almost forgot his name. Uh, Leonard Hamilton comes back and I think Florida State has a good chance to crack the tournament as they did not do last year. Mm -hmm. And at number, number five, we have oh, number five. five. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I have a very. Oh my gosh, you didn't change this. What do you mean I didn't change it? All right, get it going. What do you mean? I have I have Duke at number. I have Duke at number five. I honestly see four teams better than Duke this year. Uh, not because of the team, but obviously because of the coaching change. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. John Schreier's not proven yet, man. That's, I didn't say he was. I, I know, but on paper, obviously, they have a great team, obviously. Um, I could go on and on about their team. Probably a rank, number one recruiting class. They got Ryan Young from Northwestern, Jacob Grenison from Illinois, 
and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good players on this team. They could they could probably go twelve deep if I if I really have to say so myself. But um, yeah, John Schreier, first time head coach uh, for one of the most famous programs, if not the most famous program in all the college basketball. And uh, I don't know. I think the pressure might get to him in year one. Well, I still think they'll make the tournament. Yeah, but I don't think uh, they'll do as good as people think they would do. We'll see. We'll see indeed. My number five team is Notre Dame. Really good season last year. Do lose two key guys. Blake Wesley's gone. He got drafted in the first round, I believe. And Paul Atkinson Jr. is gone as well. Still a lot of great guys come back. Dane Goodwin comes back. Trey Wirtz, Cormac Ryan, and uh, Nate Lazinski comes back as well. So four very key pieces to this squad to return. Very big addition is uh, Marcus Hammond from Niagara. He's going to be a very good addition right away. Uh, to round up the bench, they're going to need some guys to step up. Um, we'll see what happens. They got a couple of freshmen and a couple uh, redshirt guys that uh, were high-star recruits and looking to maybe make a splash and things. I got a couple guys in here that could definitely do that. So with that being said, we will see how that goes. But for now, I think Notre Dame's going to be a very good team as they were last year. I got them at five. Mm-hmm. And I believe they upset Alabama last season, right? In the tournament. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. I think they're. I think last year they were they were very good. I think they're even better this year, to be honest with you. Uh, looking at their team, obviously you covered it all. Warts, uh, Ryan, and Lazowski, those three veterans, they're going to be extremely good. And uh, Marcus Hammond coming in from Niagara, he's a very good player. And uh, man, I think I think this is a Sweet Sixteen team coming out of uh, the preseason. Definitely agree. And number four for me, I got Miami here. Miami man, looking really good this year once again. I know they did lose Cameron McGusty and Charlie Moore, but Isaiah Wong's back, who is my runner-up player of the year. But you gotta look at the transfer class for this Miami team. It is absolutely lethal. Uh, two, of our, two of the best transfers in the nation, I should say. Nigel Pack coming in from Kansas State. And, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Not Fardazi Mock. Nor Chad Omir uh, coming in from – I know, I know, I know, I know. From Arkansas State. It's late to late night. My, my mind's not working right now. But, um, yeah, I do think that this uh, Miami team has a good starting lineup. Uh, I think the bench is a little bit lackluster at this point. Uh, Jordan Miller also comes back, I should say. But uh, I do think that they need to round out their bench to be a good and deep team in March Madness. But I still think Miami's phenomenal. I got them here at number four. Yeah, still made a surprising run last year. I have them at number three. Isaiah Wong did threaten the tr- with the transfer portal, but got the NID of opportunities he was seeking for him. You, Miami, probably one of the best schools when it comes to NIL deals. They just hand it out like it's nothing, to be honest with you. Uh, multiple guys have it. And, yeah, like you mentioned, you covered it all. This is a very good team. You have your Miami Anthony Walker jersey, Miami number one. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Anthony Walker. House. He was a starter last year. Not sure if he's starting him now that Omir is in the fold. But, uh, nonetheless, very surprising run for him last year. I think they'll be good this year. Definitely agree. Approaching the top three, my number three team is Virginia. Uh, really good team this year, man. And uh, didn't really lose anybody. And uh, two guys entered their fifth year, Kehi Clark, who's been around for a long time now, it seems. And uh, Mr. Jaden Gardner, uh, former ECU stud. We interviewed him a long, long time ago. So uh, I don't know the exact episode, but you'll find it. So don't worry. And uh, two geek guys coming back. Uh, Reese Beckman is also back. And Amon Franklin comes back as well. 
And uh, the big transfer, obviously, Ben Vanderplas from Ohio. Uh, I think Virginia is a very well-rounded team. Going to be a very good defensive team as they were a little bit lackluster last year on the defensive side of the ball, just a little bit. I think Tony Bennett's got this team in check, and I think Virginia is a huge bounce-back team this year. Yeah, I think they're a huge bounce-back team, obviously. Um, one of the dark horses, in my opinion, to win the whole thing. Would I bet on them winning the whole thing? Not, not at all. But they do have that potential, knowing Tony Bennett and his defense. I think they'll figure their defense out with the same exact team coming back. They're just adding, not subtracting. Oh, yeah, definitely agree. And my number two team is the Duke Blue Devils. Obviously, phenomenal year last year. I got a loaded squad. I know there's a new head coach, Sean Shire, but they have a loaded squad. I mean, Kyle Flipkowski, Derek Lively, Mark Mitchell, Derek Whitehead, Tyrese Proctor, Jaden Shutt. You can go down the list on who they got. A couple of good transfers as well. Brian Young from Northwestern comes in. Kale Catchings from Harvard comes in, which is going to be an interesting one down the line of things. Uh, definitely a similar role of Theo John and Jacob Grandison from Illinois. This team's loaded. We'll see what they can do. Obviously, skeptical with John Shire. Yeah, and uh, the number one team, obviously, is uh, UNC. Um, obviously, last year, their regular season, it was they had a lot of ups and downs. They were a nine seed? Yes. Yeah. Hebert Davis year one. Um, obviously, everyone returns. They have Pete Nance from Northwestern. And, man, we have less than a minute left. I don't see anything wrong with this team. Oh, they're an eight seed. I'm sorry. They're an eight seed. But, yeah, you get the point. That's what I think John Schreier and their Blue Devils will be. But we have less than a minute left. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you do your rant on UNC. Uh-oh. I forgot to write down what's next. But yeah, ACC's done. Uh, sorry for the time constraint. Shout out ACC. Uh, probably five bids, if not more. As you can see, crossing it off. Big 12's up next. I know we're in a rush. I'm sorry, but uh, it's got to be done. Time flies when you're having fun. But yeah, uh, I think that is all we got for days. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. No trivia question today, fellas. Sorry, no time. <laughs> it's always March, baby. <laughs>